Welcome to Therapy with Millennials, a podcast where we take our late night talks, aka our own therapy sessions, and put them on record for you to hear. We take a looser definition of therapy, so if you need to seek professional help, please do so. Our main goal or hope is that in sharing our stories, we will relieve some of your tension and you will relate to us. So join us on this journey. Please give us a review on Apple Podcast. It helps new listeners to find us and join this listenership and helps us know how we can get better. So talk back to us. Hello and welcome to Therapy with Millennials. I'm one of your hosts, Malia, and I'm joined by one of my favorite people in the world, Brittany! What's up, guys? Yet again, I feel like we haven't been here in forever. You are listening to us continuously, but we take breaks in between, which is... (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? That's the one good thing about recording ahead of time. It really is. So, you can't see the utter happiness that is going on right now, but we are coming to you after our gracious fairy godmother of the pod gave us another mic. Let's all applaud. Woohoo! Yes, we are super happy and blessed. Um, we would love to say his or her name. Yes. <laughs> the fairy godmother could be a guy. Who knows? It Anyways. Thank not. you. Thank you. <laughs> right. We are very excited to have two mics. Yes. Praise the Lord. Getting even more closer to being real pros, man. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, though. So, today, we are coming to you to talk about communal living. What is communal living, you may ask? So this conversation is technically coming from another podcast idea. So I, either me or Brittany will link in the bio of the episode or I'll link to our art this week. But it talked about living communally. And so I initially, when I started listening to the episode, I was like, I already do that with my friends. Like we live pretty much together. Like we have our own identities. We, we kind of still have our own personalities. But at the end of the day, like, y'all are people that I ride or die with. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan my schedule around most of you. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I already live communally. But when I was listening to this podcast, this lady, she was married with her son, and they were living with, like, three other couples. And so it made me think, would I actually live with you people, like, in real life? Like, I've lived with a third of our friend group in real life. Mm-hmm. And so would I live with all of you? Right. And what would that even look like? Would that be even something that I wanted? And so I'm kind of coming to you and I'm coming to the pod with have you thought, the question of have you thought about communal living and the sacrifices that that calls you to make? Because even with us not living together, there's sacrifices that we have to make. Like even when we decide to go to the gym, Personally, I would prefer to go at like nine or 10 because I like going to the gym right before bed because it knocks me out. We have another friend that we go to the gym with. When she goes to the gym, it wakes her up. So she wants to go the earlier, the better after she gets off work because it she's like wound up and you're kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so we make allowances for that kind of stuff. So have you thought about communal living? How, what is that? What is What comes to mind when you think about that? So when uh, Malia brought this topic up, well, I had, uh, she, she sends me like the list or the, the titles of the episodes beforehand, right? And so I look at them, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds interesting, you know. And sometimes I just skim over them and I was like, oh, communal living. Okay, that's, that's interesting. I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. So we had the questions beforehand and I was thinking, you know, what is this? I don't know if I understand. But then once she explained it to me, I'm like, I thought the same thing. Oh, we already do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked, we've talked about slash joked about 
living in a commune together. Yeah, friend like, commune. Like actually living <laughs> together. Yeah, if our, if our friends ever come on the podcast, they might talk about friend commune. It, that's what we've called it for like years. <laughs> so I found it like an interesting topic and something that would be interesting uh, to discuss as far as like, you know, what are the benefits? What are the downsides? Is it um, like how, how strict are you going to be if you are doing it? Mm-hmm. What does it look like? Because I feel like we already are doing some portion of it without actually living together. Yeah. And so I kind of looked up some, some roommate and kind of friend, friends living together questions, just kind of see like gauge how would me and Brittany live together versus like also some of our friends that we can obviously yes. keep them anonymous, <laughs> but like, what would that actually look like to live together? So one thing, one thing that they talked about in this other podcast was about combining budgets. Mm. That surprisingly was more scary to me than I thought it would be mm. because I don't necessarily think of myself as someone who holds money very tightly like, if you guys ever asked for money, I would try to give it to you if I had it. Like, I'm not the kind of person who typically does loans to people. Because my mom just raised me really, like, really early on. Like, don't give away something that you're not willing to lose. Mm-hmm. So typically, if someone asks for money, I'll just give it away. Yeah. And so even with, like, our fake, air quotes, um, food tab, I don't really keep track of that. And But I have a friend who does. And so if I pay for you more than once... I'm not going to keep track of that. But I have this other friend. I paid for their meals twice in a row. And they proceeded to pay for me. And they were they said underneath their breath, one more time. And it was just the weirdest thing to me. Because I was like, one more time for what? I'm like, are they going somewhere? And so I was like, wait, what do you mean one more time? And they said to me, well, you paid for me twice. So it's my turn the next time we go out. I'm like, my dude. I am not tr- keeping track of this. So if we're keeping track, like you, I probably owe you some dinners because you've offered to pay for me and I just haven't even thought about it. Yeah. So financially, does that scare you to combine budgets? Because it would for me. I already do it with my sister, which some can say, well, that's family, like that's different. But we combine it in a way like it's still her budget and my budget, but combining to pay the bills, to pay, you know, the different things, but keeping a portion of it that's like, well, I have this debt or I have this, you know, going on and you have this going on. So you can use that portion of your money instead of like, oh, we're all going to put the budget together to pay off your debts. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do it like that. But when it comes to like the typical things, I think that you would split with roommates or yeah. split with people that I would be more for. Mm-hmm. And then if we wanted, you know, also because we do food together or we do life together, yeah. then determining, okay, we're all going to put in this much for the budget of entertainment movies, whatever that means. Okay. Something like that. But when it came to like specific, like I've got a debt to pay off or I like to use some of my budget for house. I need, um, not household, but like, let's say I'm a teacher. So a teacher supplies, I need part of my budget for that. Mm-hmm. Then that portion comes, you know, into my separate part. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. Okay. Was it initially hard even with your sister though? Yeah, it is a little bit, but it's more so just difficult. We're trying to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. for the budget because I tend to just spend, you know, and <laughs> I it's... have a budget in my head. <laughs> yeah. It's still a struggle. It's good that um, now that it's being written down is really helpful. Mm. Um, So her and I keep track of each other. And then when I feel like I'm starting to go astray, I'll text her and I'll be like, hey, I really like messed up this month. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so kind of like check in with each other. Mm. 
I've been feeling more and more like I need to do that with someone. I don't know who exactly now because there's a part of me, there's a part of me that wants to do that with my mom, mm -hmm. but we're operating off of two very different budgets. And I don't know because I don't typically get jealous, but where I do get jealous is like kind of status. And I don't, I don't know if there's a part of me that after a while would get jealous of where my mom and dad are versus where I'm at currently mm -hmm. and how my budget is really struggling, like how much I'm actually living like paycheck to paycheck or dollar to dollar and how right now I don't have a conventional job and like them kind of knowing more the ins and outs of how I survive and live versus them asking me, you know, how are you living? Are you doing well, you know, since you're kind of in between jobs, are you doing okay financially versus that versus actually having the cold, hard numbers of, wow, like she's really struggling. Cause I don't want, I don't want pity. I want someone to be like, Hey, you know how you say you don't have a budget for fast food and you went out to eat. Like you really don't have a budget for fast food. Like mm -hmm. what that means is if you're not careful, you're not going to be able to buy actual necessities. And so I need someone to kind of be like that to me, um, who won't feel heavy concern so much that I start to feel shame about it. Because mm -hmm. there's other stuff I feel shame about. And, um, some of it's justified, some of it's not. But, like, I don't want to feel shame about budgeting. Right. So that's the part. So did you struggle with shame initially when you and um, your sister, you and your sister were figuring out a budget? Not really. Hmm. Um... I'm very just open about the things like money wise. I don't, it's probably not good, but I let people know I don't have money. I don't have the money for that. Or, you know, I've got this much debt. Like a lot of people know the debt I'm in. <laughs> a lot of people do. It's Again, it's probably not a good idea, but it's just the way I live my life. I mean, think about it this way though. Like as you're walking down the street and you're talking about your debts, the person who's trying to sideswipe your wallet is less likely to do so because he's like, okay, she's right. being real she honest. <laughs> There's no reason for me to mug her right, right now. Right, right. Take that girl over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so no, I don't. No, not any shame, really. The only shame comes when I'm talking to someone else. Like, I've had someone help me with my budget before. Mm -hmm. And just letting them know the mistakes I've made. Mm. And not even just the mistakes, because mistakes happen, but the dumb or ignorant mistakes that I've made. Those have been a little shameful. Mm. But I've also gotten to the point where most people, like, the mistakes I've made were made me not knowing any of this, not being taught any of this. Yeah. And I understand that at a certain point, you have to start teaching yourself yeah. and learning, but I've already made the mistakes not knowing. And yeah, now... you have to fix your past mistakes to get kind of on a stable right, ground. So now I'm learning about those. So anytime anybody brings that up, like, how did you do that? Like, well, mm -hmm. how did you get here? And I'm like, well, I didn't know. And uh -huh. now I know. So mm -hmm. let me get out of it. And I know not to do it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> exactly. Know? One of the questions that is actually in here is who are the other residents? So of your, let's say your top five, and we'll say only our friend group that we know, because if I was really to be honest about who would be in the five, I would include two people that you don't know. So let's say only of the people that we both know, mm -hmm. um, your top five, who would they be? And do you, they're in your head, it's like, oh, I could live with these people. Realistically though, could you actually live with those people? I've lived with one of them before, right? Yes. Just one. 
I mean, you were kind of our third in, in one of our rooms <laughs> at one time. Yeah, sometimes the question isn't, could they live with them? It's, could they live with me? Why do you say that? Because I always feel like an imposer on my friendship sometimes. Um, is that more of a recent thing, or is that like a every time thing? Recent within the past year or so, I would okay. say, year and a half. Um, and it's honestly other influences on me telling me that I'm an imposer, I guess. I've been told, not imposer, that's not the word that's used. Of imposing. I'm exaggerating <laughs> it, but like, imposing. Because I'm someone who legit, legit, this is not a lie. You could come over to my house anytime, any occasion, whatever. Like, I don't care. So I want my home to be this open space for people to come. Uh-huh. And so I think I take that into my relationship with friends and I forget that not everyone is like that. Mm. And when they're not like that, I get kind of frustrated because I'm like, I don't understand. How can you not be open to this or da 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 da? But I realize, you know, that's not my, not everyone is like this. Yeah. So that's why I feel kind of imposing sometimes. So, um, and to, and on top of that, I snore. Um, <laughs> And I have, and we still and love I, you. And, and I sleep through, I sleep through, you know, everything. So. <laughs> do you want to tell that. the alarm stories or do you want me to tell them? <laughs> short story, guys. Short, short. Long story short. I sleep through alarms. I get hit by pill bottles. <laughs> Listen, may the record show for any lawyers that may be listening to this later. It was not intentional assault. It was temporary insanity. Okay. I was not trying to aim for her head. It just, I really thought, I just had a lapse of judgment, honestly. Because as soon as I threw it, I was like, oh, crap. And I looked at my room and I was like, did I just throw that? And they're like, yep. And then we looked at her and she was still asleep. <laughs> so she technically was not a witness to it. We told her about it afterwards because I wanted to be a good person and apologize. Uh, she says she remembers. I don't think she actually does. I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but I can be bad too. I, I set at least three alarms too. And I used to get in trouble with my other roommate for doing so. But I just, <laughs> I have my alarm that I'm like, if I want to be the person I want to be that gets up and is happy about it, this is the alarm. And then I have one that's like, okay, this is more realistic what you're actually going to do. And then there's the alarm of like, you're not going to get to shower. You basically have to brush your teeth and toss your food in a bag and then head out the door. And most of the time I hit the second one. Other times I hit the third one, and when I'm really feeling like a good person, I get the first one, <laughs> and then I cancel all the other ones. <laughs> but I've lived with three, three of our friends that I probably would say are my top, top five. One of them I wouldn't live with again because I don't think we're compatible. Partially because of like the budget thing, our budgets are very different, and this other person not intentionally, but used to make me feel shame about my budget because they were distinctly different. Uh, this other person that I lived with, we haven't lived together in a while. And I'm almost curious if it would work a second time because they're kind of very independent until a certain point of day or like when they really need something. And I would wonder if after a while that would start to feel needy for me. And because when I'm home, I've, I've said this to my housemate recently. I was like, when I'm home and I come home and I'm tired, I'm kind of at my weakest moment. 
So you can kind of get me to say or do a lot of things that I wouldn't naturally want to do just because I'm in a weakened state of mind. And I think I'm like home. And so I like, I don't have any defenses up. So I feel like I would accidentally say the wrong thing or hurt that person's feelings. There's another one. We didn't live together super long. I didn't have any issues, but I don't know if they didn't, they didn't have issues with me. So that would be a clarification thing. I think I asked this person recently if they would live with me and they said, yes. But they said they would only live with me. <laughs> and then they were like, what oh. is that going to mean? <laughs> oh, only you. Only, like, only me and the other person. And if we lived with someone else, it would have to be like, we have our own wing and that other person has their own. Mm. These other two people have their own wing. But they would they would live with me. I was like, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, of the four of us, I really feel like you would have picked this other person. But I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I wasn't ir- that irritating in college. Sweet. Cool, cool. Um, the other two... Well, one of them is obviously you. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever have any issues. I don't think. I I think, well, I, I take that back. There might be one issue, and I'm curious if you think it's the same one. What do you think I'm thinking of? Oh, I don't know. Our issue. Um, my, my uncleanliness. I mean, currently <laughs> looking at the mess that my room is in right now, I really have no room to talk. Typically, it's not this bad, but also, I, I'm not always the cleanest. I... I I think there would reach a point where you would be going through one of your, like, I want to travel spells that would make me feel super anxious. <laughs> and I think that one of the reasons why I can stand it when you go through that is I don't have to go home with you. <laughs> like, that sounds so weird, but I think that that helps to, to know that, like, if you actually did disappear, you're, you'd already be out of my sight. Let me ask you, this is a little off topic, but why is that such, like, an anxious point for you with me, like, wanting to travel? Or going on because I really do think you would just leave <laughs> I think with other people they would give me warning or there would be some sense of warning for me to know that they would leave with you I really do think you would just leave yeah I mean I wouldn't just leave leave like tell no one anything but I really would leave like I would say like a week before hey so I bought tickets <laughs> and next Monday I'm leaving for so and so I would yeah. do that so I can see that. Yeah, so there, I, I would just, I would, I even, I've said a couple of times to you when I've been truly upset, I just want to disappear. I would disappear maybe for half a day. Yeah. But I would never just disappear and not come back. There's a part of me that really has, I've already, um, as much as I can, I've prepared myself for you to just call me and be like, I'm in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, okay. <laughs> So there, there really- I mean, it's good you're preparing yourself for that, I guess, but I don't ever see myself, like, leaving, first of all, without telling anyone. Yes, leaving abruptly and quickly, but still telling people, and then I don't see myself ever not coming back, and I'm finally at a point, too, where I'm not gonna, like, well, I mean, this is different. If we're living together, I'm not gonna shirk my responsibilities, so I was like, mm. you know, I'm leaving for Barcelona next week, and I've decided <laughs> not to pay the rent for the next year that we're in this contract. No, that's not gonna happen, but... <laughs> Yeah, I would just, like, peace out. And just, I think that our other friends have enough fear of the unknown that for them to do something like that, it would literally be, for them it would be crazy. For you, it would be slightly normal. I think you, actually, if we're being really honest, you might be the only person that I could possibly see myself living with. Because we're so honest with each other, slash... 
not accepting of each other's things, but, like, we can talk enough that we, like, understand the point of view and then let each other kind of mm-hmm. do the thing. Mm-hmm. I think I could live with uh, maybe one other friend, possibly. Um, and then the other two, I'm not completely sold on. One, I think this kind of the same reason as you are not compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, I'm just not sure. And I think this person, too, also... We'll be unsure. We'll be unsure too. So I think we're, cool we're equally we're equally unsure. <laughs> yeah. And then the other person, I'm not sure. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, this is the one I did live with and forgot about. So maybe it's possible. <laughs> it, nothing uh, eventful happened, so maybe we'd be good. I mean, true, true, true. <laughs> so, what are like your three three reasons why you wouldn't live some with someone, or what are three things you need from like a roommate? Three reasons I wouldn't live with someone, and three things. You want in a roommate? Yeah, so I'll I'll go first. So three things I would not take from a roommate or a housemate or whatever. I would not take superiority, I think, from a roommate. I just won't. Like, I, I would like to think, and you can correct me, but I would like to think that I am a cheerleader for my friends. Like, I'm excited when you guys do big things and even though Israel was scary for me because I'm thinking oh my gosh me and this my roommate at the time we're gonna have to go to Israel and save you if you ever get kidnapped by the um what are they called ISIS yeah we're gonna have to come save you (laughs) from ISIS but like I don't know I just I could not deal with superiority but I I can be happy for my friends so that's not saying the same thing another thing I don't think I could handle is someone just not telling me the truth like, I really do mean it when I, when I say that I would rather you tell me something that I really don't want to hear than for you to lie to me. And especially if I give you a chance to tell me the truth after I know you've lied to me, that is your shot to save your face <laughs> at that point. Like, don't lie to me twice because then I'm looking at you crooked for the rest of our duration of our lives. Like, I... Which is why I sometimes struggle when Brittany calls me a liar. <laughs> but... I, I really just don't like it when people will lie, lie to me. So I don't want someone to, to, who would lie to me. And then lastly, I don't want someone who would allow me to not be okay. Something that I'm really struggling with, and it's a good struggle. My current housemate will ask me how I am when I come home. Because I typically come home before, uh, after they do. And most of the time, I'm okay. Sometimes I'm good. Um, sometimes I'm like, not good. And they'll ask me, Hey, do you want to talk about it? And I'm like, no. And they will let me get away with that. But they do warn me, (laughs) listen, you get away with that today or you get away with that tonight, but like tomorrow or someday in the future, we're going to talk about this. And there's only one other person who's really pushed me on that of like, when I've been like, I'm not good. Mm. And they'll just kind of leave me alone. Cause they're like, Oh, you need to think about it. You need to stew. And then they never check on me ever again. And I think it's because I can recover very quickly. Like I can be not good one night and I can truly sleep on it and mostly be over it by the next day, but I still haven't processed it. So now with my housemate now, I'll say, I'll say something like I'm not good and I won't want to process it. And there was one time in particular, I was trying to avoid it and they like made me sit down and talk about it. And it was a little frustrating. And at first it was hard to formulate the words of like how I was feeling, but it's real. I'm noticing that I feel better afterwards. And so I think that would be something that I would 
need in someone is to not allow me to just not be okay and then never check on me. Mm. I would also like for them to be interested in the stuff that I do. Mm. That sounds kind of shallow, but (laughs) I would like for them to be interested in the stuff that I do because I feel like I do that for other people. So there's a part of me that really doesn't want that, Mm. but I don't expect it. So it kind of surprises me when people are interested in what I like to do. Mm. So... For instance, recently when we started the podcast and you got interested in like all this psychology stuff and Enneagram and stuff, that was so fun for me (laughs) because I intentionally never talked about it because the few people I would talk about it, they were like, oh, yeah, 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 that's the thing. And happy that you're into it, but I don't want to talk to you about it. Mm. So when you got excited about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, and all these things. And like I was I was able to kind of rediscover something that I really had enjoyed Mm -hmm. and you were excited about it, too. So that was that was really, really fun. Your turn. Um, I think when you're a roommate, you have to let go of some things and you have to be able to compromise. And that's already hard in a marriage, like mm-hmm. where you're definitely living together. Yeah. But it is another thing in we a... We have to live together? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? It's a different thing in a platonic relationship with a friend to, or even just even a regular roommate, but they need to be willing to let go of a few things, concede Mm. Um, and I don't want someone who's going to like push their way of doing things on me. Like, you know, I clean a certain way. Mm. I do this, I do that. And this is how it has to be done. I can't handle that. Yeah. I can't deal with that. Um, and then, I mean, if we're being real specific, someone who doesn't pay their bills, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) someone who doesn't pay their bills and doesn't do their part. Mm-hmm. Someone who doesn't do their part in the, the negotiations. Yeah. I don't like excuses. Mm-hmm. So telling me, oh, you'll do it tomorrow or you'll get to it. I'm sorry. I had a really busy day. I could have da 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 da. Like uh-huh. if we work it out like that, that's fine. It'll be yeah. like, okay, well, you had a busy day. Then I'll do it for you tonight. But then tomorrow you got to do it because tomorrow's my day. Yeah. And then they don't or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Things I do want in a roommate. I would like to have a roommate that's interested, yeah, in the things that I'm interested in. It'd be nice to be able to just come home and watch K-pop with someone. Or K-pop <laughs> with someone. Um, another reason I think we'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I recently have had a guest in my house who loves K-pop and well, not K-pop specifically, but K-dramas, and that has been fun. Color me green. <laughs> um, someone who is hospitable like me. Mm. Another reason I think we would mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who is like okay with having people over. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. I would say that we're both hospitable, but we're di- we're still different enough that like, so a rule I had in a previous place that I was living is: listen, you can come over whenever, unless I tell you that you can't. But if you come over and I tell you directly to your face or in a text that you can come over, but I'm not going to entertain you, do not come to my house and then expect me to entertain you. I don't want to talk to you. Like, not from a place of, like, I can't stand you. I, I, I don't like you. It's just, like, sometimes, and it's very, very rare, but I'll reach a point where I'm just, like, I don't want to give anymore. I don't want to see anyone. I need 6 to 12 hours to be left alone. And I mean it when I say it and it it comes off very harshly because I'm typically a people person, but I've done it a few times to you and I've done it a few times to our other friends. And I really meant it. Like you can be in my house. I don't care. I trust you. Like I'll totally leave my wallet and my checkbook in front of you. I don't (laughs) think my friends are going to steal from me. I just don't, I'm not concerned about that. But if you're in my house, 
don't expect me to entertain you. And so, but I think that you're, you're different in that you actually are hospitable. Like if someone's in your house, you're not necessarily going to entertain them, like be entertaining, but you will entertain them. Yeah. I was trying to think about that. I, I, it depends. Like if it's you guys and I really don't feel up to it, then I would tell you, yeah, you can come over. I've got some things here for you, whatever you want to do or whatever, but I'm chilling in my room, like, or I'm taking a nap. Mm. You do whatever. Um, you must not have had the the situation to do so, because I don't think I don't think I've ever experienced you do that. I don't know if I've been at that point, but I feel like yeah. if I wasn't, then with you guys, yeah, I'd be like, okay, cool, yeah, that's fine, but I'm gonna take a nap, so you can come in, like, that's fine. <laughs> Doors unlocked, come in, but uh, see ya. Uh huh. But other people, yeah, I would do some sort of entertaining as far as like you know, whatever needs to be done or having some food out for them or something Mm. like that. So I've got two more questions kind of for us, and this will kind of be our wrap up. So are you comfortable with sharing? That was something that came up a lot in this other podcast of comfortable sharing with money. We talked about budgeting and stuff, comfortable with sharing space. Um, I had one roommate who at one point when we were talking about moving out together, they asked me if I would be willing to share a room. And oddly enough, I was way more open to it (laughs) than I thought it would be. I mean, I would still prefer my own room, but I'm willing to. And so it made me think, does that have something to do with like the fact that me and my sister shared a room for a long period of time? And I know you and your sister have shared a room for a while. So is that something you'd be willing to do with another friend? Or is that completely out of the question? Like, what is too much? So at this point in my life, I'm a share. I'll share food. I'll share... Uh, living space, I'll share bathroom, I'll share whatever. But out of the 30 years of my life, I would say besides the four I was in college, the one I was in master's, that's five years. And then let's add on maybe another two or three that we didn't. So eight years out of my 30 years, Mm -hmm. I have shared a room with my sister. Yeah. Love her to death. (laughs) We'd still share a room with her if we had to. We're about to move into a place where we don't have to. (laughs) And I know we're both excited about that. Um, So the answer for that one is no. (laughs) At this point in my life, I need my own room. (laughs) But other things, yeah, I'll share that. Yeah. I'll even share my car sometimes. Yeah. Depending on the friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, and I think it's the same friend. We would not allow to drive our car. And he or she knows who they are. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Yeah, For me, it's actually two. It's a he and a her. Anyway, but yeah, I wouldn't love it. And I would want there to be another option. Like, I wouldn't want that to be the first option. But I think there with two people. I could share, I think, a bed, mm. but it would have to be a queen size bed. <laughs> <laughs> we are not twin sizing up in this joint because we ain't that pole. <laughs> and also, I think I've realized that there's something about a living room kitchen space that mm. I really enjoy. Like, I, I feel like, especially since graduating college, I, I always notice when a kitchen and a living room are near the, each other. I like that. I totally understand now why HGTV, they're always like, you know, open, yeah, the open, open floor that plan. Is, that is the one thing that I know for sure when I get a house. I want the kitchen. I want you to be able to see the living room from the kitchen. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Connected. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that's something that I feel like I'm, I'm becoming more and more, like, cognitive of and feel, like, emotionally attached to that idea of having those two spaces be together. So one of the last things, well, first and last things that she talked about in this podcast and something that I kind of want to end on is she said, you need to have a goal with co-living. Like you can't just be like, 
fairy dust and pixie dust. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be our Disney miracle. We're going to have so much fun and it's never going to be hard. But like ha actually have a goal. So where are two areas that you could be stretched in living with other people? And what is one thing that you bring to the table that other people might not have naturally in their lives? You go first. Okay. So two ways that I can be stretched is to really and truly go through hard stuff with people and not be able to be like, oh, I'm going home. There is an element for me at least of the ability to leave someone like they don't have to go home with me that turns down the urgency of us settling our disagreement where I'm like, okay, we disagreed. I don't really care. But living together, you can't really do that. Like you, you can be arguing, people can come over, you can put on your best face forward. When those people leave, it's still going to be awkward. You're still going to be in the process of arguing with that person. So I, I kind of want that ability to be able to argue, but then also feel safe. I, I've had a situation where I would argue with someone and then I wouldn't feel safe afterwards. So then I would always feel like unsafe in all my relationships. And I'm still kind of like recovering from that. And so I would like to be able to live with someone who I disagree with, but we always reconcile. Mm. Um, another aspect that I would like is not necessarily someone who teaches me budgeting. Cause at the end of the day, I'm thinking I'm kind of rebellious in the fact that if I don't choose to do it, I'm not going to actually do it. Like I can see the plan. It can be a great plan, but if I don't actually choose it for myself, I won't do it or continue to do it. And so I would like to have someone who is really good at giving who I live with mm -hmm. because I, I will give time and I will give energy, but sometimes it's really hard for me to give money, especially when like I'm struggling for, with money. Um, whether it be my fault or just the situation of life, I can really struggle with giving because there's a part of me that can justify it. Like God doesn't want me to go without but I never go without and like, and that's an amazing blessing. There are people who truly do go without and they're still God's children. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to go without like there have been some times where I got really, really close and my family and my friends stepped up and were like, you're not going to be without this. You're not going to be without this. We're not going to allow you to go past this point. Like you can try to strive and thrive. And if it's not working, we've got your back. So I think I would want someone who's, who understands giving and sacrificial giving financially, who would push me to give more often. Um, there's two people I'm thinking of specifically that one I can't live with and the other one I probably could because one of them's married. But, <laughs> but the, I think they would both push me to give more regularly. And mm -hmm. so I would, I would like that standpoint of it. And then something that I think I bring to the table that they might not naturally get from living with someone else. I would like to think that I give space for people to tell me the truth, even if it's really, really bad. I would like for them to think that if they tell me something really, really bad, then I'm not going to judge them. Now, I might be surprised <laughs> and I might not be prepared for it, but I would like for them to think and know that I would not judge them. And so I would like to think that that's something different that I would bring to the table. Um, I think I can be stretched on cleaning. <laughs> I definitely need someone like that that just pushes me to 
to pick up the slack. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gross. I always say that. I'm not gross. I'm just messy. So I could have someone that would mm. push me there and I can be stretched on that. I want to be stretched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I think both of these are going to go together. I can be stretched on learning how to say no to things when, or say no to people. So not be like all the way hospitable or all the way open, Mm -hmm. not even hospitable, just like letting. Accepting. Yeah. So accepting. I can be stretched a little bit on how to say no to certain things. But on the other end, I think that that's what I can bring to the table for people Mm -hmm. is this openness um, to let people in. So I grew up, my mom let people into the house all the time. Mm-hmm. Co-workers that lost a f- house. Um, oh, like come live with you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. she was like my grandmother. Yeah. Um, my sister's best friend's family, they lived with us um, for a while. And her family was six, five, four or five kids at the time. Wow. And they lived with us in our four-person home. Like we had a night, we had a garage area for them. Uh-huh. So... I've just always grown up with that, like letting people Mm -hmm. stay with us. So it's just something that comes naturally to me Mm -hmm. and I don't think much of. So I think I can offer that kind of openness too. Cool, cool. Well, I've enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully you guys have too. And I I think at the end of the day, one of the things I've learned from this conversation is create space, whether you're living with these people or not, to kind of stretch you. I mean, even something that we do as a friend group is we meal prep together. Yeah. And there's give and take in that. Sometimes you're really feeling like you want steak or sometimes you're really <laughs> wanting veggies and you have to give and take. And sometimes you're choosing when to go to the gym and you have to give and take. So I think at the end of the day, it's you have to give and take. You have to tell the truth. And I would definitely say, and I think Brittany would agree, friendship is worth it even when it's hard. Yep. It's not always going to be easy. Nope. We have yelled and we have cried. Yep. <laughs> Yep. preach that that's just today that's i know today. right that was, that, just, today, that was just two hours ago man <laughs> and we still hopped on the mic and we can look at each other just kidding we had no arguing or crying today but yeah it actually has happened before. it has happened before uh but anyway we appreciate you guys and consider doing fi- family and communal living with your friends whether that be you live together or whether it means you just do more stuff together because it really does stretch you and it really opens up different facets of your heart to be more open. So we hope you guys are living good. You are having a good weekend and stay safe because COVID's still out there. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. So this is a little side commercial. So me and Brittany are taking a little bit of a break. Uh, We both want to just kind of regroup, take a break, and also we've got two really exciting series coming up for you. So here's the deal. You're going to get content from May to the end of May, beginning of May to end of May. You won't be getting any content for the month of June. We'll still be active on the socials. Talk back to us. Let us know what you would like to hear. We also will be kind of letting you in on what the series will be. And when we do, we'd like your feedback. So talk back to us on Facebook and Instagram. We love you guys. Bye.
episodes subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts come follow us on instagram at therapy with millennials or twitter at t with millennial no s have any suggestions for the show or want to get in contact with us email us at t with millennials at gmail.com can't wait to hear from you next time Thank you.